Welcome to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. I'm Joel Hillary, your host, and I have my wonderful sister-in-law, Melissa Hillary. How you doing, Mel? Great, thank you. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Of um, you've had such an incredible story to share over the last um, year and year and a half, I suppose. Now. Yeah. Um, so essentially, uh, Mal's son, Eli, my nephew, had um, was diagnosed with cancer um, right after lockdown, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. So if COVID wasn't bad enough, you know, sometimes you just get all the bad hands all at once. <laughs> You do. With all the different games. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah, so, um, yeah, why don't you just start w- roughly who you are and where you're from. Okay. And then, um, yeah, we'll we'll go and, and talk about Eli in a second. Cool. So I'm Melissa Hillary, for those who don't know, and um, I'm actually based in Invercargill mm-hmm. and married to Joel's brother, Josek, and we have three kids, five, um, eight, and nine. Yeah. Yeah, the most adorable kids ever. Oh, you so say that. two girls and one boy. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they are a handful, but yeah. Joel's biased. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're amazing. Probably the most well-behaved kids I've ever met. Oh, no. <laughs> More well-behaved than most teenagers <laughs> as five-year-olds. <laughs> You're putting me on a pedestal there, Joel. <laughs> it's true, though. Oh, they're gosh. amazing. Um, yeah, so, oh, yeah, and also Invercargill, like, we're in New Zealand. If anybody oh, has yep. just jumped on the podcast and not sure where Invercargill is. Right down um, the bottom. Yeah, bottom <laughs> or the top of the world, depending. Yeah. Apparently, I heard that the the, the Maldives, the um, indigenous New Zealanders, yes. thought and still think yes. that, and they, they classify New Zealand actually being at the top of the world. See, there you go. Which is a little bit different. Promise so land. I, I'm going to take that. We're at the top. Yep. Everybody else is at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, very cool. Cool. All right. And, yeah, um, so you're in Invercargill. You yes. married my brother. Yeah. And, um, yeah, what ended up happening um, last year, if we just rewind the clock about yeah. maybe two years to a year and a half ago? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so we were looking, so it was sort of last May, and, um, yeah, we just sort of come out of lockdown, and Eli was, like, really tired and a bit pale, and he started kind of having a wee limp, said his legs were sore. And how, was, how old's Eli at Oh, this so time? he's seven, yeah. Seven years old. And I was old. like, oh, maybe he's, like, fighting an infection or something, so I better take him to the doctor's, so... We take him there and she's like, oh, I think he looks a bit yellow. But nah, when my kids are pasty, they just are that pasty that they look yellow. (laughs) Anyway, she sends us for a um, blood test. But because of um, COVID, the like normal place where you get your bloods are closed and you have to go into the hospital um, to get them done for social distancing and all that kind of thing. So um, we pop in there to the hospital, we get that done, and as the blood results are coming back, more and more people are coming into the room, the students are now there and the top doctors, and instead of it just being one nurse looking after you, there was, you know, six, seven, eight people, and, um, you know, they say to me, look, we're going to have to give um, Eli a blood transfusion. And I thought, oh, this is a big deal, okay. So um, I say to them, you know, for a blood transfusion, can my husband come in? Because under the COVID rules, I had to be there by myself. And they were like humming and harring, like, oh, I guess so, you know. And then um, they get the next lot of bloods back. So that was the red blood counts. And then they obviously got the white ones back, which were also really low. And then the top doctor saying to me, uh, get your husband here now. We need to talk to you. Oh. And I'm like, oh, and now Eli's got lines on him and antibiotics are going in and now he's vomiting. Like he, in that space of 10 minutes, he all of a sudden looked really ill, like more ill than what wow. he just looked to me, you know, just yeah. tired, resting in a bed, smiling while we wait, while we're waiting around. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I'm ringing Josek. So that was like the longest 10 minutes. And my mind said, is he dying? And I look at him because he looks so sick. And I'm like, or is it something really bad like cancer? Like that was the two things that come in my head. But they won't talk to me till till mm. Josie comes. So he comes pretty quick, but, I mean, it felt a long time. Yeah, it feels like forever when you're waiting yeah. for 
Well, it does. when you've got the worst worst news going through your head yeah. possible, yeah. Any, yeah. It's a bit easier once they tell you because you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. So um, so he comes in and I see his face and he's, you know, in my opinion, he looked panicky. Like he looks much more ill. There's all these people around mm. him. And then she's like, right, we're going to go off to this room. We're not going to talk in front of Eli and Eli's like, no, mum, you know. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go with them. We'll be right back. And they're trying to distract him and take him off for scans and stuff, you know. So anyway, they take us to this room and there's two people there. So, you know, someone's going to cry, you know. <laughs> they're in there for support. Yeah. And they're like, um, yeah, we think your child has leukemia, you know, cancer, blood cancer. And um, they were like, he's going to be going off to Christchurch and – be prepared to stay there up to six months, but definitely at least six weeks. Like, don't just take an overnight bag. Wow. And we're like, okay. Wow. Yeah. Zero to 100. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, all right, no, how do okay, you, that's how fine. Do you, how do you process that information? Like, yeah. I can only ever imagine um, being told, and I remember getting the phone call. Yeah. Um, I was actually at my, my father-in-law's 60th. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'll never forget that 60th. No, nothing to do with the bir- the, the birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but um, it's just so out of the blue. Yeah, I, I can't Im- even imagine as a parent how you would process that. Where did your heart go? Essentially, mm. in that, did um, I, I can only imagine losing it. Mm. Um, but how do, how do you stay grounded? I think my very first thought was. Like I, a couple of tears came out my face and I was like, oh, well, that's not good news, is it? You know, like you're just sort of processing it and they're like, no, 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 that's perfectly normal. No, just cry. You know how they do coach you through. Yeah. But that was it. And then me and Joseph were just straight into planning. Like I think your mind just wants to do something. Mm. And that's the difference between getting told there's no like if you were there and they're dying or it's something worse, I think that would be a lot harder to cope with because what do you do? Whereas we have something that has treatment, so you're like, great, what does this mean? Where do we go? Mm. We're going to Christchurch. Okay, well, my mum can have the girls yeah. sorted. Josie has, um, we've got insurance, so mm. I don't have to go to work on Monday sorted. Like mm. we were just kind of ticking through and then we're like, Josie can stay here and fly up and I'm going to drive, and I'm going to take a day or two. Um, They told us that nothing would be happening in Christchurch over the long weekend. It was Queen's birthday weekend, so I didn't have to get there until, like, the Monday, and it's Friday, Mm. Um, and they still wouldn't do anything till the Tuesday, so I wouldn't be missing out on treatments or tests or meetings. He would Mm. literally be going up to sit in a hospital bed, Um, but they get them up nice and early just in case there's fog or, like, problems with the planes. So it was kind of just making the plans. And then I left Josac there and got out in the car park. And that's when I rang people. And then you just sit in the car and cried a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) which is okay. (laughs) Oh, I can't. Yeah. You're just sad. You're just sad because it's a big, cancer's a big word. It's a big word. And it has a lot of feelings and stories and memories of other people. And it it feels big. Mm. Yeah. So you're just like... That sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really, we felt sad. And it's young. Too. Yeah, it's your not child, like yeah. Yeah, I know you've had your grandmother diagnosed with cancer, yeah. is that right? Yeah, and, she, and she passed. passed. Yeah, yeah. But in that sense, um, it's not as, it's still sad, but they've had their whole life and, yeah. Um, you know, at least at least they got a, being a grandma and not yes. being a, a child. You know, somebody just uh, yeah. two years into primary school. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, with the knowledge we had, all you wanted to do was take that from them and have it yourself. Like, yeah. I would rather be diagnosed with cancer than yeah. my son. But knowing what you know now, the mm. statistics and the treatment for child cancer is so much better mm. than as an adult. It's not really the same thing. But really? Yeah, it's a much better, much better odds when you're a child, much wow. better um, results. So, oh, that's- yeah. That's comforting to know, actually, if for yeah. anybody that has... Um, Some, if, not if all do, cancers, but yeah. the, for the blood cancer that he got, yeah, yeah leukemia. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. that's good to know, like, if anybody's listening and, and, I don't know, in a few years you get a horrible story like this, you know. 
yeah have been optimistic yeah um to start for sure yeah just even on the medical standpoint without god mm. you're still in a better place and yeah so yeah. with god yeah what was your feelings in in that sense so i mm. mean the first thing that i think of when something like this happens is my mind always goes back to the story of job yeah and how he just got every bad hand yeah but <laughs> God was fully aware of what was going on and in control and and everything like that. And Job had like a steadfast faith, relatively. He did have a go at him. Still probably a lot better than (laughs) ours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, what happened in in that sense regarding your faith? Yeah, so I I never questioned. It was never rocky for me, like... God's not the person you question when you go through these things. He's the one who's there for you. So rock solid there. But I also know from my dad, who's a pastor, um, how to fight. So Mm. when I went back home to my house and it was empty and I was alone and I told 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 your mum, Julie, I told my mum, I'd cried. Then I went home. And I was just praying, just worship, and I was like, I need scriptures. I need some scriptures on healing, and I'm going to, like, get in there. And then I felt God put a scripture on my heart, and it wasn't about healing. And it said about God working everything together for good. Mm. And he reminded me that nothing is wasted. And that was the scripture. And when I... I, then I had to Google to find, like I'd read it before, but I didn't quite remember where it was. So I had to hey, Google. Yeah. So I was reading that's, it out of the me, Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know this is a Bible, but I better yeah. check where. And um, it, I haven't told many people because it's really hard to um, explain and be understood. But in my spirit in that moment, I had an excitement. And that's really hard to explain to people because I'm not a sick person who enjoys my kids. Mm. getting cancer. It was just this excitement of look what God can do in your life. Yeah. Look at this opportunity because when everything's great, what can he do and where's his glory and where's his power in your life? And I just felt like we'd been given an opportunity and because nothing is wasted and because everything works for good, what repercussions will come from this in my yeah. son's life and my husband's life and my life. So I kind of just felt like it was a really exciting time for growth. Mm. Does that make me sound like a sick person? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it actually, again, a scripture came to my head, but I couldn't remember where I yeah. read it. And this one isn't actually the one that I was thinking of, but it's one that came up in Google and it's um, these have come so that and it's the trials. These have come so that um, proven genuineness of your faith of greater than worth of gold, which which perishes even through refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor Mm. when Jesus Christ is revealed. But there's another one that talks about um, persevering through trials with, um, and it talks about being almost like excited about the coming trials to test your faith. Okay. Uh, I can't quite remember exactly where it is. Um, I'll find it in a second. But um, it's it's quite an interesting scripture, and I always thought that was quite quite interesting. But that's um, it's it's sort of like um, I don't know if you've ever played rugby, but when we no, <laughs> well when the All Blacks play, yeah. Um, they do this hucker. Yes. And it's this big war dance, yes, essentially. That, and it yes. looks terrifying. Yes. There was actually an Australian guy that um, a few years back, he had put in a complaint and tried to get the hucker banned because oh. it gave us an advantage. Okay. Because it would stir you, stir the whole team up. Yes. And we are, I'm sure people listening know New Zealand has been a serious rugby team to be messed with. Absolutely. Uh, won the cup a couple of times, and um, they think it's an it's an, an advantage that we have our hucker mm. that we do at the start of every single thing because it stirs us up yeah. and it gets us built up, and we're about to face this massive team of people. Yeah. Uh, this this trial, this this thing that 
um, like if you're not like you might be physically capable of taking this thing down without stirring up, you might still lose. Yeah. But when you stir yourself up mm. and you're physically capable That's of taking true. on this trial, you're it's like ten times yeah. stronger, yeah, even though you're not physically stronger. Mm. But I th- I believe that's kind of what the scriptures meaning. It's saying like yeah. be excited when trials come. Yeah. To be tested by your face, so it may yeah. be proven stronger. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. It's weird, but it's it was the weirdest. You're doing the thing. spiritual hacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's really cool, and I think that's like the biggest thing I wanted to encourage other people that I got out of it is that the struggle or the trial or the suffering, whatever it is, God promises it will never, ever crush us, and it's Mm. not designed to crush us, and it won't. Well, maybe it will if you lose your faith there and you try and do it in your Mm. own strength because we're not supposed to do it on our own. But when you press into God and you rest in in others, like we rested in other Christians and other family, like we let them lift our hands when we couldn't Mm. lift our hands on the days that we were sad or we just heard a bad doctor's report. We had other people Mm. who would help us in that moment. And, um, you know, that that trial and that struggle was such a good, you really, you need it. Like it it grows you and it's, it can be for your good. I don't believe God gives you sickness. I don't believe he gives cancer, we know very clearly God is life, God is Mm. love, and we know exactly that the devil's here to rob you of life, Mm. you know, take all of those things, make it as difficult as possible. But God promises, because he sees all and he knows of it, that Mm. he weaves it into his plan for you, plans which are good. So that's what we mean when we say it's all part of God's plan. It wasn't his plan to give you cancer so that you can grow. No, But because we got cancer we can grow and his blessing is there yeah yeah it's like um just being just living in a fallen world we have terrible things that happen all the time but we being a christian we have this incredible leader father creator friend to lean on to show us how to conquer all these trials exactly the fact that the trials are there doesn't mean that he put them in front of us no no definitely not that's such a good way to look at it yeah, um, and yeah. That, that was so. That was my mindset going in when God gave me that scripture, and it wasn't about healing. I accepted that He could die. I think mm. if I got a scripture from God about healing, that I would be one hundred percent certain that He would be healed. But because that's not the scripture I got mm. in my head, it was just. Whatever happens, God's in control, and he works it for good. So we press into him. We believe for miracles. We pray. But if he dies, if we go through this and he doesn't make it, God's grace will be there, mm. and good will still come of it. Yeah. He, would, he won't be suffering in heaven, and I, I hope I never have to walk through having lost a child. Mm. But if I ever had to, God promises that his grace will be there, that that will not crush us. 100%. So I just went in thinking, and it sounds awful because you never ever would wish someone to lose their child, and I'm not trying to take away from that pain, but my mindset and attitude was we don't lose. Mm. If he dies, we don't lose. God promises that. If he lives, we don't lose. Yeah. So we're not losing. Mm. I would rather keep him on the earth yeah. for another 90 years. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> But my that was just where my faith and my head space was. I don't know how I'd walk through that, but God promises he'll see mm. us through yeah, and so it won't crush us. 100%. Mm. Um, that's such a good mindset to have. It helps with your resilience, but some would say easy to say because – your child's alive and walking on the other side. But I had that mindset when I didn't know that. Mm. It's interesting you say that um, about, it was probably a year earlier, I think. Um, Laura and I were talking about this and um, we, I had this huge revelation from something that Pastor Mike had had mentioned. And he said, um, you know, sometimes God takes a sickness from the person. Yeah. And other times he takes the person from the sickness. Yeah. But in both senses, they're healed. Yeah. 
And so sometimes we just don't recognize the method behind mm. God's healing. Mm. We want it to be the way that we've got in our mind. Mm. But a lot of the time it's a bit different. Mm. Um, and that's such a powerful thing. But about a year before all of this craziness happened, um, we were processing that and we, <laughs> this sounds crazy because we had actually talked about Eli and Scarlett and, Natasha and, and Laura and I said, you know, if if God took them tomorrow, I would still love God, and yeah. I, and my faith would never mm. would never uh, if anything it would be strengthened mm. um, because I would need Him more than ever, yeah. A- anything. Yeah, and it's just crazy that a year later that mm. not that God was testing that, but it was like that revelation was set there for Laura and I anyway on purpose. Mm. Yeah, a year before. To, to get us ready, we were doing our haka and our spirits yeah. to be ready for this trial. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was hard. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think if we really grasped heaven and and what it's like, oh. <laughs> would we hang on and fight the same for it's this? so true, yeah. You know? And, and any person who's had a child or a loved one go through cancer will tell you how um, – cruel the treatment is it's yeah. cruel it's the actual thing that's killing the cancer is killing them yeah. yes your body can bounce back and they say children do that a bit better than adults which i think is why the treatment's better but it's cruel they are suffering eli didn't suffer the whole time but he was a medical miracle and the nurses and doctors said said to us He's de- he's defying mm. the treatment. He's defying the cancer. Like this is not normal of how they're supposed mm. to go. Um, but the normal treatment, I guess, if you don't have if you don't have those miracles in there, is um, horrific. What you put mm. your kids or your loved ones through to extend yeah. to extend their life. Yeah, um, it's pretty it's pretty ruthless. Yeah. So um, I think. That, that's so amazing. Um, would you be able to touch on like how when Eli was in hospital, mm. what was his rough um, expectation going through this? Because he became this light mm. in hospital for mm. others. Yeah, he did. Um, he had a lot of empathy and he was just cheering everyone else on. It was bizarre. Like you're proud of him and people – would often say to me and Josie, oh, but you're really resilient. Oh, but you're really handling it. And I, and that does play a part, but we didn't teach our son to prepare himself for cancer. No. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, he just he just took it all in his stride. Like, we were really honest with him about what the doctor said, but I always made sure he knew what we were praying for and believing for too. Um, but he's seven, Mm. Um, and I made a promise to my daughter, Natasha, she wasn't handling it at the start. And I said to her, if the doctors tell me that he's going to die, I will tell you that. I'm still going to pray and we're going to believe for healing and doctors' words are not final words, but she was worried that we weren't, that we were hiding things from from her. her. And I said to her, if the doctors say that, I will tell you that so Mm. we can deal with that as a family. And I think it's important to teach children how to pray and how to battle and mm. to teach them that you can defy odds. People defy the odds all the time. People yeah. who are told they'll never walk again, 100%. never whatever, um, and they put it down to your mental yeah. strength. And, and that has a part as well. But mm. then there's also God, who's more, yeah. more amazing than that. So um, we were still really honest with him, but... Um, and I would make sure when I heard things from the nurses and doctors about him defying it, that he knew that too, that he knew where he did better, that he knew where God was, that he could so see it. He had that testimony rising up in him yeah. in himself each time and that, yeah. that would encourage, that would bring, you know, more trust and faith into those prayers. Yeah. Like every single time. Yeah. But I don't know if he ever thought he was going to die I'm quite big on I like to talk to them and and let them process and hear but I also 
never want to put thoughts in for them to explore. You know, mm. I wouldn't say, do you think you're going to die, Eli? I mean, that would no. be a silly thing to say. Yeah. But obviously I would say, how are you feeling about it? And mm. what do you think about this? And we would talk, we would talk like that. But he just, you know, at the start we'd joke and say, are you missing home, Eli? You know, he's stuck in this hospital room day after day. And mm. he would say, oh, no, I don't want to go home. I'm not better. I'm not better. Like he yeah. knew how yuck he felt. Yeah. Um, so he knew he was in the right place. But I don't know. Like I've always said the the healing testimony is Eli's testimony because mm. that's him and what he experienced. And it would be lovely for him to to share that. But ours was definitely just about how to rest in that mm. trial and just knowing that God's got you no matter what. Like it's a really dare I say, it's not peaceful, but there is that greater peace. Yeah. Doesn't mean I was like, la, 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 every day. <laughs> no, no. It's more like, uh, a, like a resilient say that yeah, you, you build up just, and it's, it is a, per, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And, and I don't, you got, there's definitely two different reactions to this. And I've seen time and time again, people lose it. Yeah. You can watch any Netflix TV show to see that, any hospital TV show. House is one of my favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. And um, people lose it when they get told they've got cancer and things like that. And you get people that um, just backwards, no, that's okay. Mm. God's got this. Mm. But I think. And if I die, yeah. I go to heaven. If I, what, is yeah. it, what does Paul say? If I die, is gain because yeah. he, he gains Christ. Yeah. And he, and if he lives, yeah. he lives as Christ. Yeah, and that's you can't such. Lose. There's no downside yeah. to it. Yeah. Actually, Paul is a really interesting character to uh, study. He says, um, "I long to be with Christ." Yeah, he longs to depart from us. Yeah, but he is needed here. Yeah. And there's actually um, a lot of theologians believe that he should have died a handful of times. That he was beheaded and crucified and stoned. Wow. And drowned. Wow. And that God actually kept resurrecting him. Like Just he not did, done with him. He did die. <laughs> please, please, <laughs> let it be this time. <laughs> yeah, they actually yeah. think that he might have just died loads of times. And yeah. um, and he's like, I long to be with Christ. Yeah. But yeah. he wants me here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the sort of thinking that um, we, like I kind of get, excited about regarding death like as a christian it's it's super exciting it's sad to miss someone yeah so that, oh, that was the only part with, it's that ache, yeah. yeah and that's where you just it's only god who's going to carry you through that and it's only yeah. god who's not going to let you get crushed by that mm. that's exactly right it's that ache and earth is a long time mm. those years that are so short in eternity are a long time yeah um, without that loved person, and we know people in the mm. cancer community up there that have that have lost their kids, and you wouldn't you wouldn't wish that upon um, anyone. It mm. it is it is absolutely heartbreaking, even to even to watch and just even imagine if it was your child, and mm. only God can see you through that. Mm. It's a, it's a lonely path. Yeah, they they feel very lonely. Um, you know, to have that understanding, I guess, even if you're there to support it. So was Eli's, I'll just jump back to the hospital with yep. Eli. Was he, um, was he quite a, quite a light for the other parents dealing yeah. with, cause you were in the children's side of the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Um, children cancer ward. Yeah. yeah. Children's cancer ward. Yeah. So what, yeah, tell us, walk us through what he, cause he would have talked to different Parents and kids and, and yeah. all that, and, yeah. he, and he's the most chatty, adorable kid ever. Yeah. So he would tell us all like, "Oh, they're my best friend," you know, "I'm their best friend." Oh, they can't wait to see me. Like, <laughs> I think he thought he was like the ward celebrity. And when he was uh, losing his skin, he was like, yes. "I'm a snake yeah. losing my skin." <laughs> <laughs> Research reptiles and snakes with all the nurses. No, he did. He won them all over, but he was just really positive and really supportive of other people. He really took it in his stride. Um, he liked to learn about everything. He didn't want babies. You know, some of the nurses at the start would come in and 
you know, oh, we're testing your muscles when they're putting on the um, blood pressure cuff. And oh, he'd be yeah. like, no, yeah. you're testing my blood pressure, you yeah, know, yeah. to see if it, and they're like, oh, oh, like yeah. he didn't like it. He Are just wanted to nurse? be. <laughs> Can I get a real nurse in <laughs> here, please? Yeah, sure. This person thinks it's my muscles they're yeah. testing. <laughs> yeah, he liked to um, learn about it and know exactly what's going on, what's going into him, why does it need to be done. Mm. Um and he does. He's got a. He still has a real love of um, mm. learning. You know, he wants. He just wants to be treated with respect and not, mm. um, you know, ask permission and not, you know. Mm. And they did do that. Just some nurses are used to working with kids, and my kids look little for their age, and they think, oh, we better yeah, hide the needle from this really one. Small, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't want him having a panic attack. But no, he was really good, and he played with heaps of the kids here. He got really well known because we were in the ward so long, whereas the other. The more common leukemia, the ALL one, they can come and go, and their mm. treatment's longer over a couple of years, um, and they only have to go into hospital whenever. Like they can still go to centre, go to school. Whereas Eli's AML was the more rare one, and mm. because the treatment was rougher, although shorter, then it's over in six months and you're done. Um, but it's a lot rougher, so you're isolated in your room. You can't mm. fight off normal germs and bugs. So. Um, Mostly Actually, they die from getting a cold, not from cancer. Yeah. The cancer doesn't kill them. It's mm. um, they have their nutrifols low and they can't mm. fight simple, simple things. Yeah. Yeah. Just so. bringing up the isolation because yeah. um, COVID was one of those events that, I don't know, it's probably never going to happen again. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It could happen. I but um, I mean, like regarding the whole lockdown thing, yeah. um, I think if, if a new virus came out, every country would take it a lot more seriously. Mm, um, straight yeah. away, like really fast, like us as New That's Zealand, true. we locked down really fast, like yeah. kind of o- overkill is what most other countries thought. Yeah. But we've returned back to normal civilization and yeah. other countries are still locked down. Yeah. So um, that lockdown that happened, that was the few months before, or that was, it was lockdown and then it hospital, lockdown, wasn't it? was March, April, and he got diagnosed in May. So he might have yeah. gone back to school for like two or three weeks maybe. Yeah. Mm. But was that a blessing in disguise, having that family time? Oh, yeah. Like We're all about five family weeks time. Yeah. just hanging out, yeah. you know. You, yeah. And, and I think it's amazing that time period that God yeah. put you in. Yeah. And also he wasn't exposed to germs. So like mm. some kids pass away getting infections before they're diagnosed because yes. you can't fight it. And same with Eli's symptoms. Mm. Like he had a temp and he was tired, but he was he couldn't fight an infection. That's mm. why they got the antibiotics. It's not the cancer. It's, you know, mm. they can't make the blood that they need to make. So yeah. you can't fight anything. So he was like protected and away from all germs in this like society where we yeah. wear masks and we keep two metres away and we wash our hands every two seconds. Yeah, you know? it was like the whole planet's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, Eli, we're not going to get you sick. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. And it was, it was lovely having time together. And then being able to move all of us to Christchurch um, because we didn't have the financial stress, you mm. know, um, an amazing private school, um, Christian private school in Christchurch took took the girls for free and mm-hmm. um, and gave them a place there and yeah we got to move the whole family up so um, we were there together and Eli needed that like you know imagine being on your own in a room for five months mum and dad aren't going to cut it you need some kids to yeah. <laughs> wrestle around with yeah. and play with because um, in the last couple of months when he was feeling so well um, being stuck in that room and the boredom was one of his like it became a massive challenge for him mm. um, as well. So there's just so many layers going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you were able to find, because you had to, so just for those that um, are listening and they're not sure how far away Christchurch is from, yeah. from Invercargill, um, that's a, a six six to seven hour um, journey. What is from Queensland? Is that the same? From, Similar, yeah. Yeah. So it's quite a fair distance. It's Well, New Zealand's not a big country, but... It's a long way away, yeah. and um, you're essentially not going to see anybody no. for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so when you moved to Christchurch, you got a new school. Yep. And a new accommodation, yep. which was got actually an apartment. quite a yep. cool place, actually. Really cool. Had like yep. a pool and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then uh, did you find a new church and all that to Yes, we did. Go to? Yep. And how important was that to... Um, be able to go on Sundays to a church and, and just 
yeah. be with other believers during that time. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. And um, and the church that supported us, like I had a lot of contact with the people there. And just because with my husband not being Christian, it was lovely to have that um, dialogue all the time outside mm. of the family that you could, you know, process things with and mm. pray together and that kind of thing. Um and also for the girls as well, you yeah, know, I'm just yeah. so, so big on teaching them. I mean, this is life. Not everyone gets cancer, but we all have massive hurdles every now and then come. Mm. And I think as parents, it's our job to equip them with the realities of that, yeah. but not in a fear-based way, just that no. regardless of what comes our way, there because of God, there is good, mm. there is opportunity you know, yeah. there is blessing and great things can come of it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and they had a great time. Like we had amazing, you know, Scarlett went and did gymnastics with her preschool and she's getting enrolled next term now that oh, the Cancer so Foundation cool. pay for. And Really? Yeah, and she they awesome. said she's got real natural talent. Like she found this really cool thing that she loves. And honestly, they just, Natasha went on all these school camps mm. and um, the friends she's made and it's just like it, – I look back because that's the most common thing people say to us is, oh, man, last year, like, what a year for your family. How rough. You guys mm. deserve a good year. Like, people say that to you. And because of our journey, because of our support, because of our beliefs, because of our resilience, we look back on it because, of course, our child also lived. And, you know, I think that was a really cool time. That was like six months with just our family, no financial stress, mm. amazing opportunities, meeting new friends. We grew in God. We rested in people who lifted us mm. up when we needed it. So when you look back, you don't feel robbed mm. and you don't feel mistreated, I guess. You, yeah. f- you look back and you feel blessed. And well, that, you feel that's that scripture happy, uh, <laughs> you know Romans eight twenty eight I believe um, that that was the one that you uh, said that you that sort of came to mind before. Yeah, working working everything for good. Yeah, I'll pull it up here. Um, so Romans eight twenty eight, all that all things work together for good for those who love God, who. Or in, or that in all things God works together with those who love Him to bring about what's good. Um, yeah, I'm actually reading a really weird translation, but <laughs> I'm with you though. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to like English fire. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. There's these and they's in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. That's so cool that you you didn't feel robbed from no. for, for a whole year. Like you didn't, no. you know, you didn't lose out on anything. No, really. nothing. Lost out on nothing. You strengthened in God. Mm. Um, I believe um, with your husband um, that he has seen something and gone through something that's that's hard to ignore, mm. and that's that's mm. going to. Uh, that's going to be really, really hard to um, try and not think about that because mm. every time he sees his son, he'll be thinking about it. And and I honestly, every time that we're hanging out, we always bring up that we're so stoked that Eli's here. Absolutely, it, it's ne- he's never going to escape that. And I think no. that um, that God's boxing in him personally. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I pray for him every day. Same. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely a lot more fruit to come in the future too. Like I look yeah. at Eli and I'm like, the stuff that was inbuilt to him is because of his own journey with God and defeating cancer. Yeah. And he knows that even though the medical stats are good, I think we got the rarer one and it's 70% chance of recovery, which in the cancer world is great. Mm. Um, you always want to hear 100%, but if you're getting cancer, 70% is really good. But um, That's a really scary number, though, to hear. 
at the same yeah. t- at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You definitely want the hundred. Yeah. But um, but in terms of cancer world, um, yeah. I mean, when she first told me seventy, I said, "Oh, that's low." And the doctor said, "Yes, it is." I mean, it, it is low statistically in the medical field. But Josek's looking at adult cancer, going seventy percent. Yeah, that's that's um pretty high compared to what he's um what he's used to, but. So he works just, in the, the insurance industry. Yeah, right? yeah. But Promotion adult, for him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. We had good insurance, I tell you yeah, what. Definitely but, get your um, insurance sorted. Oh, I wouldn't I'd hate to have to deal with it as well. But um but during the actual treatment, like Eli knows after the very first round of chemo, um, they do a test and they they go into your bone marrow, they take out a sample to see if the cancer cells have lessened. And when they got that first result back, and he does six rounds of chemo together, when he did the when they did the first round, they said their words were, "The first round has is doing what it's meant to do. It's doing a great job to the point that we can find no traces That's of cancer." Right, yeah. And um, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, like he's cured, you know." And the doctors say to me, "We don't use the c word." <laughs> And you'd like think the C word, word would be cancer because yeah. that's a scary <laughs> word, but you're not allowed to use cured. And that's why I was so thankful for our Christian family and friends because, you know, the devil t- tries to take it from you. He tries mm. to, oh, no, that was because of this. No, yeah. no, that's not normal. That wasn't a normal <laughs> result. They can't even... See the cancer. Uh, I love that. You've got cancer, but we can't see it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think they say, like, you could have, like, one cell, right? So they can't detect it, and then it populates, and you've got leukemia. And that's why after you come home, you get tested for five years, and there's a 30% Mm. chance that one day we'll go back and they'll say, yep, it's there. Mm. Um, But but he got healed, so that's not going to happen to us. But, like, so that's why they say it's undetectable. They Mm. don't have a medical test to say for blood cancer leukemia you do not have cancer. They can mm. only say our tests can't pick it up. It's not yeah. there. But we know because of the nurses talking with us and what normal journeys are that yeah. that was amazing. That wasn't just um, great medicine. Yeah. Um, so, of course, for the rest of the five chemos, um, every test up, can't see the cancer, can't yeah. see the cancer. Yeah. But you have to do all the cycles mm. because they don't have a way and that was actually a sad day for me, realizing that, you know, believing God to heal him, that he, God could have healed him right then now, round one, mm. and I can't save my child from the yeah. this horrific treatment. And yeah. that's when my prayers changed, um, actually against the side effects. So at the start, I just wanted him to be healed and thought the side effects are the side effects. Um, some of them are really scary, brain damage, blindness, you know, um, like they're not just like bald, you know, mm. we don't mind going bald. Uh, he mm. can grow back. Even if it can't grow back, whatever. Mm. Look at Pastor Daryl. He's fine. <laughs> you <laughs> that's, know, that's it's, her, it's her not mum, a thing. <laughs> but there are real scary, I'm real dead. life side effects. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Daryl, if you're hearing that. Oh my that. gosh. <laughs> but, um, then I started like being like, he's healed, the cancer's gone, but do you know what? I just want this kid to not suffer so yeah. much. And during the last cycles, like his hair was growing back while he was still going through his that chemo. Was weird. Yeah. And like he just, um, he's, he wasn't vomiting anymore. Yeah. Whereas all the other ones, I never prayed against that because like you vomit away if that cancer's going to die. Yeah. Like you vomit as much as you have to. Um, which just shows your perspective, yeah. you know. And, um, yeah, by the end of it, he wasn't even vomiting. He got off that um, nose tube for feeding really mm. early before he was out of hospital. Like he, And he had all that energy. That's when, was, you know, he got yeah. sick of being in the walls, <laughs> in the four walls. Um, but, yeah, that's when I was just like, he's he's cured and it's not there. But, um, you know, God spare him that, that suffering because it's. I feel like that's awful. God saying, like, all right. This is your hand. Mm. You know, you've, your son's got cancer. I'm going to show you what I can do. Yeah. You know, I'm not just going to heal him, but yeah. he's going to he's gonna lose nothing. He's even not, the little things Even the little about. things, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to be, he's not even going to feel the treatment. Yeah. And that's, and like you said, the treatment's brutal. 
Yeah. He, you're going through the poison in your body yeah. to, to take out these cells. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, actually one of the apps that I use to pray sometimes if I can't like get the scriptures is the app called Shut Up Devil. Okay. Have you ever heard no. of that one? So it's great. You just, like, all these topics, um, one's healing, and then it gives you a scripture and, like, a little prayer, and you just pray through it. And then you can hit refresh and gives you a totally new scripture That's and a cool. new prayer. And so you can just keep praying and praying and praying and yeah. praying and you, you will have scripture that has healing on it. Yeah, and cool. Yeah, we did that. Oh, I can't even, I wouldn't even know how long and, and how many times. Um, but that, if anybody's listening and has, has struggles to pray, if, if you've got somebody, and and it can be not just cancer, it can be anything that's got loads of topics. This app, but um, pull that up, and it helps you navigate the Bible to the scriptures that you need when you need them. That's really cool, and it's powerful. Yeah, it's really it powerful is. using the word to pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's so true. Good. Um, I got told an awesome story about Eli hugging a lady. Eli hugging a lady. Hugging a lady that was having a really rough time. Apparently her mum or dad was had cancer or something, and Julie told me. Okay. And she, um, yeah, he he went up to this lady, and, and she didn't have cancer, but her parents did or something like that, mm-hmm. or her mum or dad, and he said, can I give you a hug? And it was really, like, I can just imagine... Eli doing this, mm. but you've got the one with the cancer mm. comforting the one without. Mm. Like, it, like that just shows Eli. Yeah, it's true. Through and through. Yeah, he didn't want anyone else to be sad or worried. I remember when you were saying you'd shave your hair, and I was like, mm. "Yeah, and Uncle Corey will shave his." Like, you've got yeah. the support, and Joseph saying, "Should I get a nose tube in so I can understand your suffering?" And he's like, "No." No, I don't. I don't want anyone else to have to be bald. I don't want anyone else to have a nose tube. Like he just wanted everyone else to feel. I was going to let him good. choose my facial hair. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have a big beard for those that are listening. I was voting to shave it off. Yeah. I was trying to convince Eli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, "You've got cancer, Uncle Joel. will have to do what you say. Let's get it off." <laughs> you had your chance. Yeah, he wasn't buying it. He was like, "No, leave him alone." <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Yeah, no, he's such an amazing, amazing young man. Um, So for anybody that is like going through something like this, Mal, since you've, Mm. this is a trial that you've, you've, you know, you you can say you've climbed that mountain. Yeah. What advice um, would you give someone that's potentially listening to this podcast right now and um, they want to know, how do I climb this mountain? It's mm. too high. Mm. It's too big. Mm. And and I don't have the energy. What, yeah. How do I do this? The answer, well, my advice would be to rest. You can't climb it, but you can be carried up it. Oh, wow. And that's, that's it, my philosophy. You rest in God. You rest in people. That doesn't mean like it's you and God and you're alone. Every time I doubted, and you're doubting because experts are telling you, Mm. Your son is about to go downhill. Your this next part's going to be really difficult. Like, you know, that it's not you running away with your mind. Mm. These are expert medical yeah. people telling you you're mm. all about to suffer. And um when we had those and I'd feel my emotions and my fears and things coming up, you know, I had a prayer group of people who I actually knew would mm. pray yeah. for us, um, that you could just say the report, you could say the bad news, you could mm. say the fear, and they would pray with you. Sometimes I would go to pray and I would cry and I couldn't pray, but they would pray. Mm. And then the crying would stop and I could get back up and fight for myself. Wow. But sometimes I needed other people. And I think that's why we came out feeling refreshed and able to go through it because we got carried up mm. the mountain sometimes by God himself, and other times I believe God uses his hands and feet here, which Mm. are other Christians. And I just feel like I rested in it. And other people that I know who go through the journey, I think 
sometimes they try to stand too much on themselves and they're worried about, oh, but I'm crying, I'm finding it hard. Mm. I have no shame that I found some of those days really hard and I cried. And sometimes I would, you know, get into bed with Joseph and I'd say, what if he does die? You know, just for that moment. I don't, I don't want him to die. I want to keep him forever. And then, but you knew that you had other people and their prayers were louder than your little doubt for mm. 10 minutes. And then you could get back up. You know, I, I knew I had people to ring and I could mm. cry and they wouldn't go, well, that's not faith, Melissa. That's yeah. not faith, is it? They're not growling you. I'm a person. <laughs> I have feelings. But I just learned to rest in them and be, and be carried when I needed it. That is so powerful. Wow. Do you reckon? Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Um, just a thought came about um, sometimes, you know, you've got to walk through these trials and God, he understands and he can actually relate on a personal level, on a human level yeah. to that because he prayed and he said, you know, Lord, take this this from me if, mm. if I I really really don't want to die on the cross he was sweating blood you know and and God said you're going to have to walk this out this is going to be hard yeah. but like trust me I've mm. got this mm. just walk it out it's going to be a mountain it's going to be hard it's going mm. to be treacherous but I've got this mm. and and Jesus submitted to that will and um yeah it, and <laughs> it was right you know like mm. and that, Jesus got abandoned like in that moment with sin he was left whereas we never are yeah because jesus did that we never left to just deal with it on our own yeah and that's where the sin went this uh, that's where the cancer went it was Mm. pins to jesus Mm. on the cross and and that that was dealt with two thousand years ago Mm. and and he took that to the grave so that we don't have to it's Mm. not it's not going to pull us to the grave anymore so, yeah, did you want to share anything else before we wrap up, Mel? No, I think I'm good. Thanks, Jim. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on to The Jesus Magnet. Um, you are such an inspiring person, and I think that this is really, really going to touch a lot of people. Um, it's an incredibly powerful story. And, yeah, if you're listening to this and uh, you really enjoyed the story, please shout out, um, write us a message on The Jesus Magnet. Um, we would love to hear that um, this has helped. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode.